Thanks for staying with us. I greatly appreciate it. This is the KDK9 Show. Every week, I am so grateful that you share your, your Sunday afternoons with me from 4 to 6. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. I greatly appreciate it. You know what we do? We're going to take the one call that's online right now so we don't have to make Brooke wait any longer. And then when we come back, we'll do my um, uh, my kitten miracle story that I do every year at this time. Because this around this season, we think of miracles. Things that, it's like, I, that was a true miracle. And I I got to witness a true miracle. Uh, uh, there's been a couple through there, but this one is really uh, very much so. I, I still am in awe. But anyway, so let's take Brooke, and then we'll talk. We'll do my uh, my kitten miracle story for the year. All right, so sh- her question revolves around uh, introducing a smaller dog to larger dogs. All right. Hi, Brooke. How are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Good, good. So what's going on? Good. So I have a long-haired dachshund who is... Three years old now, mm-hmm. and he was well socialized as a puppy. Right. I'm um, I'm a teacher, so he came to, with me to school every day. Oh, nice. Yeah, and you know he's great with kids, and he's great with our larger dog, mm-hmm. Weimaraner. Right. And great with my dad's hunting dog. Mm-hmm. But I get nervous bringing him into different doggy socialization with larger dogs. Like what? Had, like where are you bringing um, them? Um, just like on the ski hill or or anywhere else where there's larger dogs around who aren't used to smaller dogs. Uh-huh. I get nervous that he's going to get. Well, yeah, good uh, reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not treated so well, you know. So uh, my question to you is like, okay. I guess I don't understand because the only socialization is like if you're going, you let's say you got a friend and uh, they just got a dog. And so now you, you got to get those two to come together. Okay. So when, yeah. when you have control of the situation, that's what you want, especially with a smaller dog. Cause at any given yeah. time, a dog can grab him, shake him, and you got a dead dog. And so that's right. why, unless you can have control of the situation where you're not busy yourself, so you can watch things, but still, you know, watch dogs' body languages and such like that, what's going on. And you got to remember, um, you know, not every, just I, what we said earlier, not every dog can, no matter how well socialized your dog is or how, you know, uh, nice your dog is, not every dog is going to like every dog. And little dogs are, uh, they have to, that's why I call them the short people syndrome. Sorry, Jess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have to bear bigger than what they are because they don't want to be somebody's lunch <laughs> or a snack. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why busyness is unnerving to little dog, you know, shorter dogs because they can't keep track of the situation. And so that's that's why if there's a busy, you know, you said the the snow hill or what? What are we talking about? Um, yeah, like the ski hill. Like I was going to bring him out to the ski hill and all of a sudden this rogue dog just comes up. And it's, and I was grateful that I didn't bring him because <laughs> what if, yep. you know, this other dog came up and I had no idea and he could have gotten hurt. You bet. Yeah, so what you, you want to bring the things that you are, you know, it's all around. Same with if it was a two-legged child, right? You you, yeah. you set up things that you know uh, that you have control, number one. But as far as you can watch, see what's going on. You know what I mean? You can interfere if need to and such like that, all right? It's not a helicopter, Mom. It's just using common sense. Especially yeah, when you got yeah. Small, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, if there's any kind of tools or techniques that can use. But you can't because I, you can't control the other dogs. 
There is yeah. no tool could. There isn't. You know your dog is. Your job is to keep. And, and God had a way of saying leave the dog home because you were supposed to. You were going to be meeting a rogue dog on the hill. And God, you know. So the, the thing is, is like I say, things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer, and that's the reason why you didn't bring the dog that day because for some reason in your head, now nah, I'm going to leave him, and that was which was a good thing. And so that's why what you got to do is you know we love to share our life with our dogs and take them everywhere, but you got to use common sense. And so there's just some yeah. places that there's, uh, some places are not conducive to coming with, and there's many other places that they are. So that's the, that's the main name of the game is to keep everybody safe, uh, safe and happy. Okay. Oh, great. Well, I truly appreciate your advice, and I. Uh, I okay. love watching, uh, listening to your show, okay, and thank appreciate you so much. It. You betcha. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, as far as, you know, like I say, it isn't a socialization or meeting other dogs because, like I say, when you get a dog that's not on a leash and you have no control of that dog, especially if it's a bigger dog and if it's nasty, even if you pick up your smaller dog, you can get majorly bit while the dog is trying to get at your dog. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I just don't, you know, people, people, like people that bring dogs to the parks uh, 4th of July. What are you thinking? You know, when it goes dark and all the boom, 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 your dog is going to, if it can get out of his collar, is going to be heading to Texas, you know, so it, 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 to- it totally, uh, you know, gets me i don't get that and so that's why it's like use common sense i know we want to share our whole lives with our dogs but you know there was i used to bring ethel down here every once in a while but now like i said <laughs> the one time uh, uh, i dumped that foot thing down here you know and it scared the crap out of her and she jumped off that chair she was Ooh. sitting here but i was like what the heck i so i took my mind off of her for a second and luckily by flying off that chair she did not break anything and that mm. just unnerved me like you know just uh, you know here i had control somewhat but I didn't, if that makes any sense. And so I was like, you know what? If I bring her down again, she's just sitting in my lap, and, and I know I got her. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, the Miracle Kitty story. And Carly, you've, you've yeah, yeah, you've been around long enough. I don't know if you, oh, I forgot the trivia question. Let you before, did. Let's get the trivia question before we get into that. Okay, who decided the date for Christmas would be December 25th? Pope John Paul, Pope Julius I, uh, Emperor uh, Constantine, or uh, Pope Clement V. So, just because I like to say this word, I'm going to choose this one. Okay. Um, I believe it was the Emperor Constantine. Ah, there you go. Okay. I love saying Emperor. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Yes, I concur. Okay, mm-hmm. no, it was Pope Julius I. <laughs> Rude. Pope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Julius I, get it him. together. There you yeah, go. I wanted him. the emperor to win. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay, so Rude. that's the one that decided December 25th was Christmas. I'd like to know how that came about, but anyway. Maybe okay. that was his birthday. Okay, so the, the Miracle Kitchen story. Here we go, folks. Get your ears on. Hopefully we got enough time. <laughs> but, Okay, uh, I had an appearance that I had to do up at a Sandy Co-op, and my daughter was probably maybe eight at the time, and uh, we had a kitten that was due to have cats, uh, obviously a cat that was due to have kittens, and I told her to keep, uh, I told my daughter, uh, Cassandra, to keep her in the playhouse. Because, uh, you know, she was doing, we didn't want to have it in the hay and then they'd lose the babies and such like that. And so anyway, so she put her in the playhouse. Well, it got really cold that night. It got down to about 28. And this was like mid-September. It was an early frost. It was 28, 20, somewhere in there. But it, it was cold. Well, Cassandra forgot to uh, close the the uh, windows in the playhouse. So, uh, you know, I'm saying goodbye. Dad's there and everything like that. And I'm walking up the driveway to get in the truck and go. And here comes Cassandra flying over the top of the hill. Mom, Mom, they're all dead. They're all dead. And I'm like, 
what is going on? Mom, she had her kittens and they're all dead. And I'm just like, what? So here we go. You got an eight-year-old just flying, you know, screaming and hollering and crying. So I go down to the playhouse and I open up the door. And when I open the door, literally one of the kittens like slid across the floor. Okay. Well, what ha- uh, what happened here is that, you know, we, the two nights before we had had a pig that had had babies and we put a heat lamp over the pig. And so I told Cassandra to run down and get the pig, the, the at least those baby pigs have got a mom to cuddle up to for right now. So I said, go get the heat lamp, put, bring it down to the office. And I, I, I got a basket and I picked up all uh, all the babies and then uh, and put mom in there too and she was just soaking wet and so I picked up all the babies and so we go down to my office I hung the lantern or the heat lamp on the door handle and anyway and literally folks these kit cats remember when I said I opened up the door uh, one slid across the floor it was like frozen I mean frozen it, it slid like a hockey puck and so it's like holy moly and, you, and you know, I'm going there's no way in heck these these there's these kids kittens are dead and mom was just shaking like you wouldn't believe, but I figured you got an eight-year-old crying, 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 think it's her fault because she left the, the windows open. You know, I said, well, so I said, okay, we, we put blankets on them all. We had the heat lamp going. And so I said, just pick up one by one and just slowly massage, you know, their sides and their tummy and just slowly would just do it real slowly. Just do it real slowly. Put one down under the heat lamp, pick up the next one. There was four of them. Okay. And in the meantime, mom is like, say, soaking what? She's shaking like you wouldn't believe. She's worried about the kids. You know what I mean? Like I say, I'm going through this for the fact that, you know, you got an eight-year-old crying, crying because she thinks she killed these kittens because she didn't close the window and it got so cold. So we're going through, we're going through, and all of a sudden I look down, and honest to Pete, I'm like, no way. I saw the little teeny tiny paw, it looked like it moved. And I'm like, no. So I you know, rubbed it, put it under, put it back in the basket. I'm going to start crying. How many years is it? But anyway, put it back in the basket, get the next one. You know, and I didn't tell Cassandra that, that I had saw it, seen the paw, you know, move and you know, do it again, do it again. And another one, the next one, the little, one little paw just barely moved. Okay, put that one back in. And I just kind of kept going through this and, you know, she would, as I would put, she'd pick them up. And then all of a sudden, you know, I didn't want to say anything okay so then all of a sudden cassandra goes mom i think it moved his paw and i'm like well we'll just wait and so here we are we're doing this for almost an hour and honest to pete all of a sudden the paw really moved and then more paws moved and honest to pete folks all four kittens started you know coming around and where they were, their body temperature was warming up and they were starting to move their feet their legs and everything and then mom was under the heat lamp you know and then we kept putting them down by her and she would she would lick them you know we were also trying to warm them up you know because they were wet <laughs> okay and anyway so by jiminy i couldn't believe it that all four kittens and mom okay were like trying to move and they were moving and such and you know i didn't want to tell her that okay they might live for a little bit but the, the, i mean these were literally frozen kittens i kid you not and anyway so i didn't want to tell her that well you know they, they might get pneumonia and die and you know all these things that could happen or they could die overnight they were literally frozen and so anyway, um, uh, long story short, okay, that one that the one that when I opened the door slid across the floor, uh, he was a black kitten, and uh, we named him Puck, you know, as in hockey puck, because he literally slid, slid across the floor. But anyway, and then the other ones, we, we found homes for them all. They all grew up to be fantastic cats, no mental problems, no lung problems, no nothing. And then obviously we got Shirley was the mom, and obviously we got Shirley... 
fixed again, so she couldn't have another litter. But but anyway, so for the first time, I truly witnessed a miracle where something was frozen in my hand. I mean, frozen, and that and they it came around. I I, I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable, and so that's why I think you know around this time we think about different miracles we might have seen or whatever. And miracles don't have to be that profound. They happen every day to a little here and a little there. People are meant to cross our paths for a reason. We meet. I really believe we meet meet people in this life for a reason, and so that's why it was. Uh, it, yeah, it it was unbelievable. But at this time with miracles, you know, at Christmas time, that's my miracle. So anyway, okay. So hopefully you guys uh, are smiling and going, oh wow, that it was pretty pretty profound. Okay, what do traditional Ukrainians put on their Christmas tree for good luck? Candles, a bird's nest, a spider web, or goose feathers? We'll be back. Uh, Carly singing over there. There we go. Give me a Jingle Bell Rock again, all right? There you go. Okay. What do traditional Ukrainians put on their Christmas trees for good luck? Candles, a bird's nest, a spider web, or goose feathers? What do you think there, Carly? I hope it is goose feathers. All right. What do you think there? Because <laughs> that just makes me giggle. Oh, there you go. Duck feather, or duck goose feathers. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Mm. I don't know. Bird's nests? Bird's nests. Nope. A spider web. <laughs> well then. What you it's tra- not Halloween Put though. On for good luck. Well, that's what goes on there. Weird. A spider web. My Weird. house has a lot of cobwebs. Does that count? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good luck. You, yeah, you Ukrainian. It was oh. on the tree. It has to be on the tree. So if you leave your tree up long enough, it will have those. <laughs> Some of the cobwebs look like a tree. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, you got a question. We got Dr. Jess, holistic vet in the house. You can get a little bit of free advice. Uh, she won't be back till end of January. So give a holler. 651-641-1071. Who's up next? Okay, we're going to talk to Emma. And Emma has a question about her dog that has separation anxiety. All right. Hi, Emma. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. What kind of dog? He is probably a pit bull boxer mix. He was a stray, so it's anyone's guess. Okay. And I've had him for just about six years now. He was full grown when I got him, mm-hmm. so he was probably about a year and a half when I got him. All right. Okay. And so what's going on? Uh, yeah, so he has been an anxious dog pretty much the entire time that I've had him, and he kind of goes through waves of doing better and doing worse, and I would say anything that has been suggested to try, we've tried it. He's been on um, Prozac, we've done Thundershirt, White Noise, um, anytime that we try to expel a lot of energy, I don't necessarily see differences in his anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, other than getting another dog, I would say we've tried pretty much everything to, well, what to does work he, with him. What does he do? Does he destroy, pace, what, eat, what? He, he destroys, for the most part, mm-hmm. um, and there are some days where I'll leave him and he seems fine, and he'll destroy something, and there are days where I leave and he seems really anxious, like he'll be really close to me or shaking, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't destroy anything, so it's kind of hard to predict, like, what his triggers are, okay. and we've done a lot of desensitizing, a lot of picking up the keys and leaving um, to try to kind of break him away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's currently on Colmacalm, and it helps a little bit. Um, but we've tried to work on kennel training him, and he started drooling a lot when we leave him in the kennel. Um, so it's kind of a balance between making sure he's safe and not anxious, but also feeling comfortable that he's not destroying things in our home. Right. Uh, do you? What kind of kennel do you have? All wire or plastic? Plastic. It's a rustling okay, kennel. Okay. Okay. And then, do you feed him in your in his kennel? 
We do, yep. And Good. he, we started um, having him sleep in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is that if we put a kennel in there, or a, a bed in the kennel, He's he'll a- destroy it, well, and well. I don't want him to ingest any of it. Right. So when we leave him, we don't put a, a bed in there. Good, yep. So, don't worry. We feel bad, but we know they could be more comfortable. But don't do that. You know, I mean, he's just, he's just fine sleeping on the kennel, you know, on the floor. Okay, one thing now, do you, or have you done any um, obedience training uh, with this dog? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, he's a canine good citizen. Oh, good. But have you done anything as far as like on a regular basis? Every day uses not uses noodle for something. Yeah, he. We've um, had a dog behavioralist come to kind of set rules in the house. Mm-hmm. Of you know, he has to do certain things. Like he has to sit before he goes out. He has to do certain right. things before he gets his food. Right. Um, he gets anxiety pills twice a day, so he has to do certain things to get the lunch meat that hides the pill. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've tried to kind of set those boundaries for him, and it helped a little bit. But like I said, it just kind of ebbs and flows in terms of how he seems to be doing. We think we see progress, and then he seems to regress, and I'm not quite sure why. Okay. Uh, um, an idle mind can think of a lot of crap. <laughs> and so what I think about using mind is teaching tricks, uh, you doing brain teasers, doing nose work, you know, that you could just not the, you know, the huge nose work where you can, you know, go do car searching that eventually you can. The more you use the brain, the more where he truly has to think. You're on the right track of doing those little things too. But also, the, why do people read books at night? Because you're concentrating on the plot and you're in the, in the words and pretty soon you're down to one eye and then before you know it, it's morning. It tires your brain out. Out. When your brain is tired, it has a lot less time to think about shenanigans and get those knickers in a knot. All right, mm-hmm. and so that's what I would uh, do. Is that you do? You know, you're on the right track of doing this kind of stuff. You know, but I find that a lot of times when people start taking the time that every day they either do, you know, teach a trick or a brain teaser or work on something that they're, you know, they're already in the process of teaching, and you do that a couple times a day, especially before you go to bed, uh, uh, then and uh, or before, like I say, you're going to be leaving them in the day during the day, that now the dog's brain is tired and he's got to take a nap, and that's what people. Everybody thinks they got to run and run and run. And all you do is build an athlete, and then now you got a muscle dog that you know can run, you know. Uh, marathons without breaking wind all right but the, why, why do office people when they come home they got to take a nap because they're mentally drained they just mentally cannot keep their eyes open they got to rest and so uh that's why i would say this dog needs more brain activity to think you know put two and two together uh, not just he'll sit down stay come that's all boring crap when you teach something that's needed though but it, if once they know it if you keep doing it it's not exercising their brain exercising their brain is bringing things out and making them think and hold a thought start naming the toys uh, and uh, brain teasers for dogs by Soderman S-O-N-D-E-R-M-A-N-N or the big book of tricks for the best dog ever those are too good from stem to stern uh, the big book of tricks uses a clicker training I'm not big on that I just here's the treat this is what you have to do to get it but anyway so the more you mentally drain them by teaching new things or adding on to things they know at a different level to it that's when you're going to start seeing the dog the big thing here is build more confidence because dogs that have separation anxiety usually are lacking somewhat of confidence they you know they don't you like you said you're not sure when it's going to be set off some days he's fine some days he's not you don't know and so that's why but building that confidence level really really helps but that the so one question i have is is he's he's fine if we leave him in the car for like an hour or so if we're running a quick errand Mm -hmm. um 
he doesn't ever seem shaken by that. And so we've kind of used that to try to leave him at home the least amount as possible to, to give him opportunities to be successful. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering, I guess I just, I don't know if I can wrap my head around why he's okay being left in the car for say an hour or two at a time. I can tell you Um, why. And he never shows any anxiety, but if we would leave him for that amount of time at home, he freaks out. I can tell you. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Because you have a, a house to t- to pay attention, to watch, to be the guardian over. What was that noise? Where was this? When the dog is in the car, it's a small space. And so he feels more like he's in a den and doesn't have to watch every window, listen for every noise in the house, and go to this window, listen to that, and such like that. The area is smaller. He feels more like he's in his cave, okay? And that's why in a house, he's got all this whole house to watch, to take care of. And so that's what can unnerve a lot of dogs, especially with the winter months, um, because the furnace goes on and off, and there's not enough white noise, so sometimes they dwell in that furnace, and that, or now with deliveries coming and going, you know, for Christmas and stuff like that, that can be unnerving to a dog. Uh, there could be a, a car backfired outside, but the, the nine times out of ten, dogs that will stay secure in a smaller area, a.k.a. The, the car, is because they don't feel like they have to take patrol every nook and cranny, you know, of the house, as and like I say, the car just you stand up and you're you're there. <laughs> so thing. is that potentially a, a a reason that we might think that kennel training would be successful? That he does feel safer in a smaller I place. I would that say we so. That I would say so. Many do- many dogs are. Many dogs are. Okay. They really they like it because they don't they're not overwhelmed with taking care. That's why too many people as puppies they let the dog have too much space too fast and they don't know how to deal with it and they start getting into trouble. Okay, because it's too much to watch, and then obviously there's too much other stuff they can get into. But a lot of dogs mentally, that's the way they think, is that because they don't have the they don't have this all you don't have a two thousand square foot house to take care of. We only have what would a what an eight by eight area you know of a car. <laughs> okay, so that would be my my main. Do you uh, have any tips for uh, other than helping him sleep in there and feeding him in there? Any tips for getting him used to the kennel? Because yeah, while you're there, you throw him in there for a minute. Two minutes, five minutes, a half hour. If he falls asleep, leave him alone. Every day, when you at least three, four times, you're popping him in there for here, there, and everywhere. Sometimes you throw a toy in there. Sometimes you throw a treat in there. And you always say it with the word real happy. Kennel! And they're like, okay! Not get to your kennel. All right? And then you got to write the plastic all type. The dogs feel more denning, more secure in those compared to the wire ones. Mm-hmm. And then, like I say, you just keep using it to feed him in it. And then good things happen. And then he's and then when you leave, always leave a TV and or I would leave the TV and a radio on. So then he's got the house noises he's got the tv and he's got the radio he can't you know there's so many white noises in there he did he's not sure what to focus on it's like that's too much work i'm gonna sleep <laughs> and so okay. that's that's what i would do though but input 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 like they say that brain teaser for dogs whoops so anyway uh, that came on pretty late uh yeah we got these new new programs here so if you want more input yeah you know onto this yeah just give me a holler for katie's canines or give me a um you know uh, an email okay and we can discuss this further for you okay Thank you so much. Have a great day. Start. Input, input, input. <laughs> okay, folks, don't don't touch that dial. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Dr. Jess.
Well, remember now, Christmas right around the corner. Please keep it a safe holiday for your pets, please. Remember when wrapping presents, if you bought some edible stuff or like catnip for the cat or whatever, do wrap it, but put it up in the closet and only put it under the tree when everybody's sitting around the tree, and then you can give it to your dog, okay, or your cat. Don't put those, uh, even like if you bought food for uh, humans, like maybe some candies or some special goodies for humans, wrap them, don't put them under the tree because all that has intriguing smells and some cats will rip into it and some dogs mostly will get into it. And then xylitol, folks, remember, that's an artificial sweetener that is very toxic to dogs. And so start reading labels about xylitol. And really what where I find a lot of times what happened is that the humans, uh, usually obviously women, but some guys carry purses or uh, bags or whatever, is they get, uh, they have uh, a breath you know, um, mm-hmm. what do you record? Mints, yeah, yeah. mints, and then gum that has xylitol yep, in it, sugar-free gum. Yep, mm-hmm. and the dogs, you know, get the, in there and eat it, and now we got a major problem going on here, and so that's why it's really important read labels. Uh, be, and a lot of people, what dog food do I or what treats? You know, if the more stuff that's in it, the more it's not good. Reading, if you can understand all the everything that's on in the label, that's excellent. Same with people food, all right. But like I say, well, again, treats for the dog. You do freeze dry like the minnows. Oh, I can't tell you enough. The pure vita. It's in the cat section, but uh, hopefully they're going to repackage and, and put some into the dog section where there'll be bigger bags. But the frozen are there, not frozen, but the freeze dried minnows is excellent. But so use some common sense, okay, folks. And then as a follow up from what that this last caller about our anxiety with her. With her dog, uh, uh, Dr. Jess mentioned something. Go ahead, Dr. Dr. Jess. So, um, you know, it, and this could be like a good idea for a Christmas present if you know anybody who's getting like a shelter dog or something mm-hmm. like that, or you know, puppy mill dog. Um, there, there are a few books that I found really useful for this. So, one is Rough Love, R U F F Love by Susan Garrett. Okay, and it's basically about it's a short book. It's about kind of how to kennel train and how to use the kennel. And like basically, you know, a lot of people think, oh, but if I put my dog in the kennel, it's like putting them in jail. Jail, yeah. I know. But realistically, you know what? If you need to like make dinner or something like that, you just put the dog in the kennel. Yeah. They're safe. They're out of the way. You can put the kennel in the kitchen with you. You don't have to worry about dropping a hot kettle on them or something like that. Or Even tripping though, over them. Exactly. Yeah. Like my Ethel, the three pounder, when I'm in the kitchen, she's in the kennel because oh, yeah. I turn around and if you're, you know, I, yeah. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then there. So, a friend of mine got a dog with really bad separation anxiety, and so I got her a couple of books on Amazon. And then I thought, well, shoot, I I should read these <laughs> to see what's in them. And they were really good books. They're short, and they had really sensible ideas that were not difficult to do, but very effective. And one of the books is called um, uh, "Don't Leave Me." No, that's good. And, tell. Um, and the other one was by, uh, so one of them was by, I think it's Patricia McConnell that wrote Don't Leave Me. And the other one is called I'll Be Home Soon by Nicole Wilde. And they were just, they're really good books that are short that just, um, you know, have a lot of useful ideas and kind of walk you through. Here's how you deal with separation anxiety. Right. And see, the thing is, people are, you have an aversion to the kennel and folks, they need to be kennel trained, you know, mm-hmm. be, for their own safety and for your safety, you know, and then you have less you're independent because they can easily get into something that they can eat that could kill them. Oh, right. You know, so that thing until they're, they truly are older and, um, can be free in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, say- especially if, man, if, if you get a puppy over Christmas or something yes. like that or for the new year, um, if you're getting a puppy for somebody, get them a kennel too. Yes. Because I, I will need it. Yeah, see, now I like the all plastic ones. 
because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is it, 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 dogs are denning animals. Uh, you know, they're not meant to. That's why they go sound asleep like they're back under uh, uh, against a couch, or back against a wall, under a table because they feel that's their instinct is to when a dog coil recoils. You know, so you know uh, is curled up. Mm-hmm. Okay, that they're going sound asleep because it is nature's to protect their internal organs. So that's why right. they they curl into a ball. But if they're just taking a nap, they stretch out. They're right. not totally sound asleep. So. Right. So so if you're getting a kennel for your friend or something like that, get one of those airline kennels, the one of the plastic ones. Do not get a wire kennel. If you get a wire kennel or if you have a wire kennel, um, great. Now you get to cover it with quilts or something like that because you have to turn it into. Well, you got to be careful with the quilts. Is that the pets? Oh, sure. Can pull them through and eat. You're better yeah. to build a box out of wood and slide the kennel into it because then mm. it takes away the vibrations and noisiness. Because those have you ever been in one of them? They are very noisy when you move and with the sensitive yeah, hearing yeah, yeah. of a dog. True. And so that's why if you can build a box around it so that it snugs it up so it doesn't rattle mm-hmm. as much, it's a lot easier. And then plus now it gives a, I have a den. Right. And even with the airline kennel, so it's it's a kennel placement is important. So um, what uh, what my friend was doing because she, you know, she felt bad about leaving the dog alone at home. She felt bad about leaving the dog in the kennel. So what she would do is she would put the kennel in the middle of the floor and kind of pull it up to the sliding glass door so that the dog could see out. And that is exactly the wrong thing to do. Exactly. my poor friend, I'm throwing her under the bus here. Yeah, but we didn't really, say any names, no right, names. But what you need to do is you need to take that airline kennel, you know, the kind of more solid-sided one with just the little, uh, you know, gate part out out the top side the so they can see yeah. out. Yeah. And shove it into a corner. Mm-hmm. It needs to be in a corner in so like the quietest safe. part of the house with walls on at least two sides. And yep. it needs to be in a secure location. Yeah, and that's the thing. But see, more many people are like they feel like it's a prison for their dog, and it's not. It's the safest thing for your dog, and yeah. the do- and many dogs love their kennels. And when you're not around, when you are around, leave the door open. So where's the dog? He's sleeping in his kennel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you feed him in there, play, you know, throw a treat in there every once in a while, or a favorite toy, you just make it a happy place, and then not ostracize them. You know, a lot of people want to put it in the basement, but all the doings is up on the next level. You know, right. most dogs don't want to. They want to be where you are. So make an end table out of it, or off to the side right. but don't throw them you know away clear because you don't want the kennel in your room because it doesn't go with the accessorizing of the room right, <laughs> right. and so, so that's yeah, yeah. I, I always have an extra large dog kennel set up in my house it's just kind of part of the decor yeah and that way if if you know if i need to get one of the dogs out of the way or if i need to grab a hold of them so i can take them someplace or if they irritate me a lot mm-hmm. you know you i can just throw them in the kennel and it just sits there during the day with the door open and Somebody will take a nap in there. One of the cats likes to sleep in there. Yep. One of my dogs likes to eat in there because that way the other dogs can't bother him. He feels. And the big thing why when you get kennels for puppies, you put the and most people want to put the puppy in the uh, laundry room or in the kitchen, you know, the crate, and then they go up to the bedroom. And what the pup is screaming about is like, I just lost my mom and my litter mates. Where am I? Who the heck are you? What's all these sounds? What's all these smells? And so the the pup is literally scared. So if you get a pup, you put the kennel in your bedroom at night and not in your bed, in your bedroom. So Mm -hmm. now that that's part of also the bonding where the pup is getting used to your smells and your sounds and such like that. And then if the pup has a, you know, like wakes up, like, where am I? You know, you can give a little tap, tap that. 
That's enough. Quiet. So then now he's reassured. You know, instead of listening, I've I've had people say it's been seven days since I've slept because all the pup does is scream down there. I said, down there? Where is it? Well, he's in the basement. Bring the kennel up to the bedroom. This isn't for the life of the dog. This is just mm-hmm. to get past this, you know, this little loop in time. Well, I don't know my husband. I said, you want to get some sleep? I said, just put it in there for, you know, usually about four and a half, five months. Then you can start back in the kennel to where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, because now the dog is a little bit more independent, not as needy. And eventually you can work it to where you want the kennel. But when you bring a home a pup at eight weeks old, and please, folks, please, there are a lot of breeders that might be letting them, well, not breeders, but uh, there might be a lot of people that are selling dogs or puppies that are willing to let them go at six weeks. Or don't, even earlier. Yeah, yeah, don't take them. It'll be years of a dog that you don't want nothing to do with because they haven't learned bite inhibition from mom or puppy skills, you know, from playing with mom and pl- playing with the pups. I don't care how cute that dog is. I don't care what a good deal you got on this dog. You do not touch it with a 10-foot pole. You want, or a 20-foot pole or a 2-foot pole. <laughs> but what you do want, you can get them from 8 weeks, 9 weeks, 10 weeks, great. But even 7 weeks is iffy, 8 weeks is ideal. And 9 weeks and 10 weeks you know that extra time with their litter mates really does help them be a little mm-hmm. bit more they're not as pushy and they learn bite inhibition and that's why a dog that is taken away like at five to six weeks yeah they're really cute and they look so vulnerable because they are <laughs> they haven't got any social skills you know made you know from mom or from the litter mates and you're going to have a dog that's going to be a bully and run over the top of you and or a skill that'll get along with his immune family but not get along with anybody else there's so much that can go wrong if you get that cute pup at six weeks five weeks whatever wait if they say nope you got to take them now we're selling them all so you know what bye mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if you do put money down on a puppy you make sure that is they keep them till eight weeks otherwise if they don't what do you say to when do you let you release your puppies oh it's six weeks then not, you're not putting a money deposit down you are just walking away and finding something else okay okay i'm on my <laughs> i'm on my, on my soapbox okay who's up next Okay, we can start with Lynn. Lynn has a question about a dog and whose sleep patterns have changed. All right. Hi, Lynn. How you doing? Hi. I am doing well. How are you? Good, good. So what kind of pupper do you got? Well, I have a sheep too, and I have gotten some good advice from you over the years. Yay. Lucy (laughs) is 11 and a half. Okay. And um, recently she started this really weird behavior, and I guess I'm may feel like I might get, uh, I'm doing something wrong um, that I, I probably need some advice on. So that's, that's my preface. All right. <laughs> anyway, what's going on? Well, what's that? What's going on? Oh, okay. So for, for her whole life, she's really like, she, she loves her kennel, but at night she has slept with me. Yep. And um, lately it's like she'll be sleeping on the sofa and it's time to go to bed and she'll, um, and I'll pick her up and put her in bed with me and she jumps off as fast as she can and she wants nothing to do with being in, being there anymore. Okay. And sometimes it's because she has to go to the bathroom and when it's been really cold, we haven't gotten as many consistent walks right. and such. But um, even when it's not that cold and we've gotten our walks and we've gotten good quality time, you know, like where I've given her a lot of attention, you know, um, she's still doing it and it's just weird and it's it, certainly it, it bothers me a little bit that she doesn't want to that she's not i don't get to snuggle anymore okay <laughs> but the bigger thing is just like what's going on with her behavior what is she 
really like what's that about is there anything that it is about okay well let's check into that we got to take run to a break and then when we come back we'll we'll answer this okay Okay. Uh, in what country did silent night originate in what country did silent night originate we'll be back running down so uh here we go let's see in what country did silent night originate do you have any idea there carly um, I'm going to say, give me a hint over there, over there, <laughs> over there. I don't know that. Don't you know that song? Okay. No, I don't. Germany. Yes. Oh, uh, it, over there. The Yanks are coming. The Yanks no, are I don't coming. know that one. That, that was a World War Two. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or possibly World War One. Yeah, no, it, uh, it's an original <laughs> German title. It's original German title song, Silent Knock, N-A-C-H-T. Mm-hmm. How's that? Okay. The lyrics were written by Joseph Moore in 1816, and the music was composed by Francis Xavier Gruber, 1818, as a heartwarming Christmas miracle. It was saying during the impromptu World War One Christmas truce, because it was a carol popular in both English-speaking and German-speaking countries. It was known by both sides. Both sides sang it in their respective languages. Interesting. Nicole? I would have never thought that that was a German song. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. I was going to say French, maybe. But. <laughs> there you go. Okay, back to back to Lynn. Sleeping habits. Okay, Lynn. <laughs> okay, uh, a couple questions I, for you yeah. now. Uh, what kind of coat do you do? You have this? Uh, do you have your pupper shaved all the way down, or does she have medium coat? What? She's. Um, I keep her puppy cut. Okay. Always have just because she's. Um, she's a therapy dog, and okay. it's easier to keep her clean and. Okay. Uh, yeah. So a couple mm-hmm. things we came out. Okay, we were discussing this. Is a couple things. Uh, why she might not want to snuggle with you. Either your, your sleeping habits are has changed, where you're more busy at night, or you're snoring. Uh, your bed might be too warm for her, so she she's doesn't. Not even, she's not even getting a chance. Like we're not even like falling asleep yet. It's but no, just- no, 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 no. I, it could have. All it took is like one night. You know what really? I mean? Oh, you bet. It's just wow. like you. If you had a bad night, sleep someplace, you, you know, that you remember bad things better than you remember good things. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so the thing is, is that one night, either you maybe kicked her out of bed and you didn't even know it. She's like, my heck, I'm not sleeping there anymore. Oh, or wow. whatever. So anyway, also, uh, you're like how the, the sounds, you know, like I say, or the, like your bed is warm, too warm for her. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Whereas, uh, uh, what other thing? We mentioned what other thing? Well, you're just talking about like the room being stuffy, yes, the restless room. legs. Yep, there you go. Yep, room being well, stuffy and stuff like that. Yeah. So I never do- thought about that. That like that. How long? I mean, a dog's memory is that good? That, oh yeah, but no, it is because you no. Know, remember, in a human world and animal world, we remember things that you know torque us the worst. And like I say, she yeah. could have been sound asleep and for some reason. You bopped her one, you know. And she's like, "Whoa, I am not sticking around for this one," <laughs> you know. So we don't know. But in Gilligan, my Gilligan, my ten pounder, he'll start out sometimes, you know, next to me, and then you know, about halfway, you know, uh, sometimes I'm not even sleeping, and all of a sudden he'll just get up, look at me, you know, lick my face, and like I'm on over here to sleep it's like okay it could sometimes we're too hot you know for them uh and so that that's the whole thing is that it's just don't take it personally yeah it's weird because it doesn't seem like our routine has changed except for when i wasn't able to give her as many walks you know before Mm -hmm. the ice started coming Mm -hmm. then other than that i was like well there's nothing else that i've changed that she would react to so that was i thought it was something maybe that she was 
Uh, yeah, it does make me feel bad because I miss her, but it's not a big deal. Right. I'd rather have her, both of us, sleep well. Right, but see, like, it's, you know, like if you're sitting on the couch, does she come and sit on your lap next to you sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay because sometimes yeah. you don't want a dog is losing their hearing or their eyesight. You know, things change. Um, yeah. Also, too, um, I don't know how to put this. You know how you're more close to somebody when you spend some, you know, one-on-one time with that you just can't get enough of them sometimes? And sometimes mm-hmm. if we get really busy and where we really haven't done much with the dog that day, like even petted them or have them in our, our whatever, they kind of feel like, well, you know, you, you don't spend any time with me, so why should I spend time with you? <laughs> and I so did they, wonder that because I'm I my day job is really busy and I work a second job during the holidays. And right, like and that. so like I say, I I, I notice days that I'm busier. Gilligan isn't huh. as into me. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, nah, I'm going to go sit over here and, you know, just curl up over here. You go do whatever you want. And then there's, and then the times that I, you know, I'm I'm doing more things with him, he seems more interested in me. So that's Mm -hmm. a possibility too. So I I don't, you know, so there's just, don't take it personally. Just, and usually too is that, you know, the dogs are really good at giving us our space, most of them. Whereas if we've been really busy, they're like, fine. When you get time, you know, give me a holler. (laughs) So yeah. Is there ever anything with their health? That causes them to sleep or to choose different places to sleep. There's nothing to worry about there. Um, I don't know if there's anything specific. Like usually, you know, uh, if they're if you're hypothyroid, typically you're colder, so okay. then they'd be looking for someplace warmer to sleep. Um, okay. But at sometimes. I, I think it's pretty normal that people just get or people are just too hot or the bedroom is too stuffy or too warm yep. or something like that. And then the dog will go into a cooler room or even go to sleep on the tile or something like that. Yeah. And so, Dave, so if you use depends. a diff- would make sense. Yeah, if you use I, a I diffuser more, yeah, or a scented candles, that drives them nuts too. So okay. if you have something like that going in your bedroom. I don't have a humidifier. Would that help just for like for her sleeping better too? Or yeah, yeah, that can also okay. help. But but you okay. notice like if if you notice that she's kind of you know huddled up near the heat vents or something like that, you know, then I would think of checking she just her thyroid. Sleeps on pillows a lot, and whether it's on whatever love seat or she'll sleep on the top of the love seat that like a cat. And just yeah. curl up in a ball, and that's like her favorite place, day or night. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dogs prefer to be up on the on the back of the couch too. But it's yeah. but it sounds too like, um, you know, maybe maybe you got to figure out how to give her some exercise inside the house in your spare well, mentally, time. Well, mentally, you will just mentally like treat, yeah. you know, mentally use them. Everybody thinks it has to be physical. Yeah. May, make her start thinking, you know, tricks. Uh, we'll uh, do more on yeah. the. the fetch or chasing well, and, you know, well, that, but see, that, that's physical but teach her a trick teach her a brain okay. teaser you know make her mentally think and then you're working together solving okay. the problem right it's just you not chasing the ball up and down the hallway <laughs> right right well thank you very, okay you very bet you have a very merry christmas <laughs> you too Thanks thank so much, you guys. you bet <laughs> bye Bye-bye. I want to take time so I'm not running out here at the very end. Now, uh, last week, if you didn't tune in, I mentioned about uh, putting on a Go Natural Pet Expo. It's going to be next May 16th, 2020. It's going to be down to Washington County Fairgrounds in Washington County. Please go to my uh, my show page, uh, mytalk1071.com. Go to my show page, and it'll get you into my website. You can learn more about it. There's a link there. Otherwise, go go to gonaturalpetexpo.com. Uh, also, too, I want to thank so much Nutrisource Dog 
Pudi and Pure Vita and uh, for being a part of the KDK9 show for so many years. I, I just can't thank them enough. for They're an awesome, awesome company uh, all around, not just excellent food. And then uh, co- uh, Co-Pilot Dog Outfitters, they've been part of our show. Northwestern Wisconsin Veterinarian, they've been a part of our show in the past and uh, awesome people. And then, uh, Carly, you're, you're good enough to come in on Sundays for a couple hours. I, I really appreciate you, you know, come on on in. You know, the show, it takes, if it wasn't for people advertising on the show, and so hopefully, you know, I wouldn't be here because, you know, it's all about the bottom line. <laughs> and Dr. Jess, uh, all the things that people that you help with all your holistic, you know, type uh, new medicines and remedies and such like that. And what you do, I want to thank you for for your uh, great talents is what I want to do. And then uh, Pet uh, pet Cremation of Minnesota, you know, they just came on board, you know, pretty recently. But great people. John is an awesome person. And so you can go to Pet Cremation, you know, min, MN dot, um, dot com. And then, like I say, copilotdogoutfitters.com. Uh, we got everybody at dot com, but uh, you can go to mytalk1071.com and check it out. And like I said, enter your, your, the, your dog's or cat or your, any pet picture. It doesn't have to be a dog that's passed, but because we're coming down to the end of the month and somebody's got to win the pet of the month. So go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page and check in with that and get that, uh, you know, squared away. And so, but I, the main thing is to keep you guys have a nice, safe, Merry Christmas. Keep your pets safe. Uh, I mean, we're thank goodness. I'm going to be doing uh, good big shrimp on the grill, on the charcoal grill. I make sure everybody, everybody thinks grill, but I don't use gas. I use charcoal. That's what gives it its good taste. And so I'll be doing that. Think of me Christmas Eve, probably around 6, 30, 7 o'clock, beer in the hand, standing outside. What grilling, grilling shrimp, but they're good sized shrimp. So, and then now Carly just got off the line. Uh, Carly, oh, she left. Okay, I was gonna say, said tell tell her to uh, email uh, Dr. Jess. Dr. Jess, how can you get a hold of her? I mean, uh, how through, can they get a hold of you? Through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. Okay, so that gal that just said it had a sick dog. Yeah, I told her to go to our website because okay. I always have Dr. Jess's stuff okay. right there. So, <laughs> so yeah, Easy please, one click. That gal, so. please, <clears throat> give Jess, will get back to you tonight because there was a sick dog now. You know, we, she needs help now or is it just something that's been going on? But So, yeah, so go and, and, and do that to Jess, Dr. Jess, okay? So, anyway, so um, I can't thank you all enough for all your... Because the next time we speak, it'll be... Next year. 2020. Yes. So uh, the big thing is, one thing that I thought that was pretty interesting, you know what people that have, uh, is to take a jar and starting this year, once a week, what you're going to do is put, at the end of the week, put one slip in there of something good that happened to you that week. And then at the very end of the year, on New Year's Eve, then take, and when you think your blessings have gone into the toilet. <laughs> I love that idea. Okay, then what you're going to do is sit down, put all these uh, little things out yeah. on the table and start reading and what a good year you did have. Oh. So once a week, you put something good in this jar. One, you know, something that happened good to you once a week, and so then, like I say, it'll be good at the end because we won't be seeing you now. We'll be a best of next Sunday. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Jess, thank you, uh, thank and you. Uh, Carly. I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna miss me dearly. You hardly have all ever been here all lately, anyway. So I'm, I'm withdrawing right <laughs> now. There, there, there you go. And you all, you have a great, great Merry Christmas and whatever you Happy Hanukkah, and uh, you take care.